Welcome to Tea Time with Emily, where I'm spilling the tea on the wedding industry and owning a creative small business. I've been running my own photography business here in Virginia with my husband since 2018. We are an open book for our couples and friends in the industry, and now we want to do the same for you. In this show, we are the bridge between brides and wedding vendors by interviewing real engaged and married couples and some of the top wedding pros. I started this show to be a resource for engaged couples to plan their own wedding and help our fellow wedding vendors run a successful business. So let's get into it. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Um, today we have Julie with Julie Rupert Events uh, joining us. And if you saw part one, you already know who she is and what she's about. Um, if you haven't, go back and watch it. Um, but we today are going to talk about wedding planning. So if you are a couple getting engaged soon or you just got engaged, uh, definitely want to listen to this one because she's going to share so many things. I'm so excited to hear um, from you. But um, before we get started, do you want to share how people can connect with you? Um, because you have so much gold in this conversation and I want them to go find you. Uh, yeah, sure. We are at um, on Instagram, Julie Rupert Events, and um, our website, julierupertevents.com, and um, also on Facebook, Julie Rupert Events. Awesome. Well, yeah. you're going to go follow her after this, trust me. Um, we're going to start just diving into questions, and the biggest one I've seen from couples is, what the heck do you do next? Like, what are the first few steps? What do you even do People usually are bombarded with questions of like, oh, where's the wedding? When are you getting married? Like, what what do they do when they get engaged? Yeah, I think that's um, a tough one just because for the most part, when you get engaged, this is the first time you've ever planned a wedding. So um, you just really don't know where to begin. Um, but I think the most important conversation to have initially is going to be um, with the people around you that are involved in paying for the wedding, um, whether it's parents, family members, if it's yourselves, then you need to have an honest conversation about budget. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. Um, You know, it really sets the tone for every decision you're going to make. Yes. And and I think once you have a budget number in mind, you need to, like, talk about if it's realistic and (laughs) if you go over it, like, where, what the alternatives are. So um, budget is the number one thing that you talk about. And then you, that sets the tone for what venues can we look at? You know, what type of, um, what time of year are we going to get married? Because different times of year cost different, you know, different mm-hmm. price points. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you don't want to blow your whole budget on your venue. And then you can't feed anybody that you're, you know, that's in attendance. And I think that's the other thing is that you need to, you know, budget then guest lists. Because then you're, you have to realize how big of a venue you need or how small of a venue you want to have. So um, budget and guest lists are the two big ones um, that I think are kind of your first steps. Yeah. No, that that is genius. And really the the other big question is that I get from, you know, couples that I've interviewed in the past of like getting started. They do, like you said, have like the sticker shock of like how expensive everything is. And um, I know like when we planned our wedding back in the day, oh gosh, um, you know, Weddings look different back then. I was in the uh, Pinterest burlap days, and yes, I had that at my wedding. Um, but like the mason you have, jar days, yes, that was me with the <laughs> yeah. uh, baby's breath, all that in a barn eight <laughs> years ago. Yeah, um, let's not even get into nineteen years ago when okay. I got married. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't gonna bring that up. But, you know. No, but for real, like weddings look 
different these days. And I feel like social media kind of makes it sound like, oh, you can have this beautiful wedding. Oh, but it's going to cost like X amount. And people are just like, <gasps> like, I don't want to go into yeah. debt for this. Yeah. I mean, inflation is real. It's happening yes. everywhere. Um, just because um, you don't want to spend that much money, it's, it's going to cost you. I mean, weddings are much more expensive now than they were in 2020. I mean, even yeah, like, I mean, just in the past three years, th things have changed dramatically um, across the board. Flowers are expensive. Food is expensive. Labor is expensive. I think labor is the biggest sticker shock for people um, is that, you know, you have to pay people to do the work you want them to do. It's not just right. paying for the product. Right. Um, it's paying for the labor. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I talk people off the ledge all the time. Like, okay. <laughs> If this is X, it costs X that, you know, amount of dollars to do this. Like, where do you need it to be? So then let's start making cuts. But I also say, like, let's ask for everything you want. Yeah. So we can see how much everything costs. And then we can start kind of mm -hmm. making cuts. And, um, you know, that's where hiring a planner helps. That, you know, someone who has experience and knows, you know, you really don't need the um, flowers on that table, we can repurpose ones from the ceremony right. or something like that. So, um, you know, that's where we can kind of come in and help achieve, you know, your goals, right. but, you know, make it more cost effective. Right. Well, and um, I have two like other sub questions for you. One, what is something that you encourage your couples to splurge on or maybe a common thing they want to splurge on? Yeah, I mean, I like to ask everybody up front, particularly my full planning, you know, couples, you know, what's important to you? What's the three most important things to you? Um, whether it be music or um, flowers or food or the bar or, right. you know, what are, what are the three most important things? And that's where we're going to focus, you know, most of your budget on. Mm. Um, you know, some people have a band in mind that they just have their heart set on. Um, some people are like, you know what, I'm good with a DJ. Mm -hmm. um, I would never, ever um, tell someone that it's okay not to hire a DJ, though. Like, don't do a playlist. You know, you need oh, someone man. to MC the yes. event. That's, that's a big one. Yes. But oh, You um, mean you don't like to pick up a microphone? No, no this, this is hard enough for me to sit right here and talk <laughs> behind this one, and it's just the three of us. So uh, your wedding planner is not the MC of the evening, for sure. <laughs> Nor is your photographer. <laughs> yes. But, um, oh, for sure not. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's important just to like think about what means the most to them. Like some people really want to focus on the ceremony um, and the flowers at the ceremony or whatever it might be. Like that's what you need to like kind of think about mm -hmm. and know that you're going to have to maybe cut in other areas in order to accomplish, you know, if photography, if you're, you know, photography is most important to you, then, then yeah, you might splurge a little bit more on your photographer. If there's one that you love, that might be a little bit more than you thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. But then, hey, we don't need to, um, you know, have as many flowers or. Right. Um, so you just need to kind of balance what the most important thing is and then um, and then go from there. Yeah. Well, and last like finance question, if you will. Um, what is something that you think is, uh, it may be an unpopular opinion, uh, a waste of money? Because I, I have them on my list. <laughs> and I can share mine first if you if you want. <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, like, what? Because, you know, I love all wedding things. But, like, <laughs> so I think, personally, programs. Ooh, yep, that's yeah. on mine. Yeah, programs, um, especially ones that serve no purpose. Like, if you're having a, a wedding in the middle of July and your program is a fan, yes, then I think that's a good idea. Yes. But um, 
some of the paper product type things, like yeah. um, programs or menus. Um, I mean, you're going to get what you're going to get. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and sometimes people don't even read the menus. They'll right. go up to the, the line and they're like, what is this? And you're like. And then we throw, <laughs> yeah. And then we throw them all away at the end of the night. Yeah. So I feel like um, menus and programs are, are mm. the two things. That <laughs> and depending on what it is, I would also include favors. Yeah, I mean, I think favors are a thing of the past. Um, yeah. I think the favor you're getting for attending my wedding is the food, the alcohol, yeah. the time <laughs> the that experience. you're getting, the experience. So I think I think favors are, um, yeah. I mean, I have so many random wedding favors in my office that, you know. <laughs> I do too. Because you just collect them at the end of the night. You're like, oh, maybe I'll plant these seeds. Or, you know. Yeah. Although I just did a wedding recently that um, the groom made, um, and it was a smaller wedding, so but it was jars of homemade granola, and um, it, it's good. If it's a food favor, I say go for it because yeah. they always will leave. But if it's like a little koozie, or yeah, I mean, I meant think to be or yeah. <laughs> like little kisses. Yeah, like, I think ah. favors are definitely a thing of the past. But yeah. um, but I mean, some of them are really nice, and there's always. I feel like there's always too many because people forget yes. to bring them. I mean. You know, I'm always, like, chasing people down, like, don't forget your candle. Like, that's, like, that's when we get approaches packing up, and either, like, the mom will come up to us, be like, here, yeah. take five. And I'm like, I don't need five koozies, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel think like the other, only other practical one that I've ever seen was luggage tags. They were nice leather luggage tags. That was the wedding we did with you. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, the glasso one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. I Abby think I still Taylor. have. I think I still have that luggage tag on it's my on my luggage. <laughs> Same. So thanks, Abby and Taylor. <laughs> so those are some of the few like actually right. usable ones that I actually see. People but it using. didn't have their name on it. Right. It was right. like so. It's like a venture or something. Yes. Yeah. And maybe it, it had really like cute. a tag on it. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I think. I mean, I nobody really wants something with someone else's name and wedding date on it. I think <laughs> yes. I had, I'm trying to even think like matches or something like that. I mean, but no one even has matches anymore because you can't, I mean, that was back in the day when you used matches. Like, right. <laughs> so it's yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, kind of shifting into another question is away from finances. Um, what is something that you have found working with couples that they have been forgetting about or maybe not even considering um, when it comes to planning or like the day itself? Yeah, I think the most important thing that I end up kind of specifically for event management clients because, you know, they book all their vendors on their own and then we kind of jump in, you know, two months out to be like, what are the plans and, you know, where do we need to fill in um, is just kind of checking the contracts with your Mm -hmm. vendors and making sure, um, for example, that photographer, like, oh, we hired them for the six-hour package. And I'm like, well, that's only six hours of, of photography. Your wedding may be five or six hours itself. But, you know, if you want them to do detail photos or pre-ceremony photos or you want a first look Mm -hmm. and then you also want them there for your sparkler exit, like that's really an eight to ten hour package that you need. So kind of looking that out so when you get to the timeline portion of the planning that you don't have to go back and then add hours and then that kind of increases your budget and all of that. Um, And same with like your musicians, your band, your DJ. um, you want to make sure that their playing time is going to be, they're not, you know, stopping a half hour, an hour before the wedding's over. Oh. You know, you know so if you only contracted them for four hours of playing, but your wedding is six hours long, then mm. you got two hours of no music. So, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, so my. I, yeah. So, you know, so then you hit, you're <laughs> going back. Awkward. Yeah. Then you're going back and adding and, and, you know, it's like, oh, here. And at that point, you've already signed a contract, so you, you're kind of stuck. You have to. Yeah. You have to figure it out. So I think, you know, being aware of what the contract states and, um, you know, like hair and makeup, you know, mm-hmm. if you're the travel fees and um, any add-ons, like, yes, it costs X, but are there any additional fees that we're going to incur by hiring you that we're not, like, that's in the fine print? Right. Because, I mean, people don't necessarily always read contracts. It's, you know, that's a thing. They sign them and they're like, okay, we're good. And then, you know, it comes to a month before the wedding and, you know, hair and makeup's like, oh, it's also this much for travel fees and you need to get us a hotel mm. and you need to, you know, so then it's just more money. As you get closer to the wedding, like the spending just gets out of control. You're like, okay. Well, and like you said, like once you're in the contract, like you're, you're in, yeah. you're kind of stuck or you lose money and right. yeah, you're kind of forced to pay whatever they're expecting. So. Right. so I think timeline, like, you know, be aware of like what you're signing up for. So then how that's going to fit into your day. And then on the day of, like, I feel like the biggest one that people don't think about is feeding the wedding party, <laughs> like, oh. during the day. Like, you, you know, you know, a In wedding party might get there, yeah. yeah, I mean, gets there early. Like, sometimes hair and makeup starts at, you know, 8, 9 a.m., and then the wedding's not till 4, and mm. you got to feed these people. Like, yeah. <laughs> or you're going to get hangry, or, um, if, you know, if you're having mimosas, then there's just going to be, like, drunk people, and, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it just gets out of hand. So feeding um, your wedding party and making sure everyone's um, taken care of is a big one, too, that I feel like is kind of a last minute. Mm. Like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And if you have a remote location, you know, there's not just a Panera down the street that you can, like, order and have it delivered or, you yeah. know, Uber Eats or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. um, just kind of thinking about those things. Mm. No, that, see, that is gold. I didn't even not, like, I didn't even think of that. And I'm, like, in the bridal suite, like, doing all the pictures and stuff, and I see the food, but I don't, like, realize there is planning even in that to have food for your people. Mm-hmm. Um, when going into, like, the flow of a wedding day, what is something that you have found you've had to really work through with couples as as far as, like, maybe choosing which timeline they want? Um, I know one of my struggles is, I'm not trying to convince them all to do a first look. I know they're probably like, that's a lie, Emily. Um, We did a first look and we loved it. But honestly, in my mind, it's more a logistics question of like, how do you want your day to be? Like, do you want to spend time with your spouse? Do you not want to see them until reception time? Because you don't have a lot of intentional time with them until reception. But even then, you have people still coming up to you. And for me, like the flow of the day... It really is hard sometimes to get them to realize what they're choosing in choosing certain timelines. So maybe go into like how you work with them on how to pick the flow of their day. Yeah, I think um, it comes back to what's important to the couple. Um, Some couples, it's very important to attend cocktail hour. If you want to attend cocktail hour, then you're going to have to do a first look. Right. If you want to have... Or have like a three-hour cocktail right. hour. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have all the pictures that you want. Because right. that's... If you don't have a first look, which I totally get too. I mean, a first look wasn't even a thing, you know? Right. So when I... You know, back in the day. <laughs> but um, but if you don't have a first look, then and you, you, know, you want that moment to be when you walk down the aisle, um, then you have to realize that that cocktail hour between, um, you know, ceremony and the start of the reception is when you're going to be doing all your photos. And it's going to be rushed. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. um, you know, do you need pictures of you and your entire extended family? I mean, how many people actually use those photos? I don't know. But, I mean, those are things that you need to consider in the timing. It can't all just happen because you want it to happen. Like, you have to be yes. realistic in, in how you're, in, in, you know, in your thinking. But so I like to encourage, you know, find out if you want to be at cocktail hour, yes, a first look makes the most sense. If you right. want to knock out all your photos pre-ceremony with your wedding party, mm-hmm. then yes, you need to do, you know, yep. this is what needs to happen. Or you need to add some time, you know, and I think people don't also realize how long it takes to feed 150 people. Yeah. You know? Whether it's like, you know, plated or buffet, right. like, yeah. However the meal, I mean, that takes some time. It's it's not going to just happen really quickly. They're like, oh, you know, we just want to rush through dinner. And I'm like, we well, can't just rush through dinner. Yeah. Um, no. Because it takes people time to, to feed them. So just helping um, couples understand how the, the day can flow. And you can, you know, make suggestions. I mean, right. I always say, hey, here's my opinion. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I'm not offended um, at all. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it is your, their wedding. Yeah, it's your day. This is my opinion. This is how I would recommend you doing it. Mm-hmm. But we can make it work any way you want um, as long as you're being realistic. Right, yeah. No, and back to, like, the family formals. I don't – it's not that I don't want to take all the extended family photos. But if, like you're saying, if you want to fill every second of that hour with pictures, like, we can do it, but – your smiles are going to be stale. People, it, family photos is literally the hardest part of every wedding for me just because there's so many people involved. Everybody wants like, to talk. Everyone's excited to see the couple. Everyone's right to hug the married. couple. Yeah, like it's just, and I love that they're excited. I love that they're, all their families here, especially since COVID, we have had a huge emphasis on like more family photos than we used to, which that's fine. But immediate family only afterwards is like the biggest thing for us so just like the flow of that and like kind of letting that extended family happen in reception instead um when people are waiting Mm -hmm. to be done eating or if they want to join cocktail hour we can do it during cocktail hour yeah like stuff like that i just feel is a a big for photography specifically yeah and for us as planners i mean it's important for us to stay on time like on right with the timeline i mean timeline's huge for us it's literally like one of the most important parts of what right. we do and it sounds yes. <laughs> it sounds silly but um you know we have to be pretty you know stern and you know we've talked about this where I'm like okay how much more time do you need and You're real with us yeah, and we appreciate yeah, and that. I just want to know like I don't necessarily care then we can negotiate like if you say I need 10 and I'm like I'll give you seven minutes yeah and I'll be like <laughs> done sold yeah. and I start my watch <laughs> you do but <laughs> but you know so you know but they want to get to everything that they've planned right. so it's our job to make sure that that all happens so I'm kind of like cutting off Aunt Jane being like okay I've got to take the couple with me now and, yeah you know things yes. like that just because but you have to you know you but you have to be tactful about it too. Like you can't yeah, just you, be mean about it. <laughs> yes. As much as sometimes you want to be. Yes. You can't. <laughs> for real. You know, you're like, I'm sorry, but they have to come with me. And you know, people get it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And it's always better also for the vendors, whoever the vendor is to be the quote bad guy. Sure. As yeah. opposed to the couple saying, okay, I need to leave. Yes. Yeah. We can and I tell couples guy. that all the time. Like, Hey, if you, this is something you really want, but your mom is completely against it or whoever is completely, blame it on me. 
Like, yeah, you have to like, you have to be married into this family or yep. you have to, you know, see these people for the rest of your life. I likely will never see them again. So totally blame me. I'm, yep. I'll take, you know, I'll take the blame for anything for you. That's what I, yeah. I tell my girls, like, if you don't want anyone in the bridal suite, even if it's like your maid of honor, just tell me and I'm gonna be like, Hey, for photo yeah. purposes, I can't have you in here. Like make me the bad guy. Right. Absolutely. I will give them something to do. Mm-hmm. I will send them out. Like if you want everyone out of there, I've had, I have kicked out everyone out of a bridal suite I before. Have <laughs> like we all have. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll do what needs to be done. Um, all right. So last question for the day would be, what are some red flags that you have come across in searching for vendors? Um, specifically, I guess just, let's talk about vendor red flags. Um, what are some that you have for? Yeah. I mean, couples? I think for couples that are planning their wedding and, you know, primarily doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, the red flags that I would um, recommend are just, I mean, for vendors at this point that don't require a contract, I think that's a huge red flag. I mean, Ooh. I get that we, like, we live in the South and we're sort of the South and that yeah. people are like, oh, a handshake is good enough. I think you have to have something in writing just mm-hmm. to, I mean, ensure that they're going to show up, they're going to be there, they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Right. Um, so that's a huge one. Like, you have to have a contract. And then, um, honestly, I think for contracts too, as a vendor, you need to, you need to hire someone that's going to put enough care behind their business to protect themselves as well as you. Because the contract is to protect vendors as well as the couple. Yeah. Because if, you know, say we didn't have a contract, Lord knows this never happened to us. But if we lost the photos, I mean, Brad come back and sue us. So we need to put the care into our business to protect ourselves. Right. Because you don't want to hire someone that doesn't care about their business. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, I just think it's crazy for, for it to be in this day and age and not have a contract. Like, it's yeah. just it, on both sides of the fence. Um, and then the other one is, I mean, I think you just get what you pay for. Like, you have to realize that if you're inquiring to, um, I don't know, call it DJs, and they're all at a certain, you know, around a certain price point, and then you find one, or... Honestly, transportation is probably the bigger one. This is one I've actually experienced is that transportation mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's a, it's a budget buster. Um, you know, you're going to pay at least $2,000 for a 55-passenger bus or, you know, $1,500 mm-hmm. to $2,000 for a 55-passenger bus. If you find one that's 700 <laughs> like, I just feel like it's, you know, it's not, it's not a realistic thing. So yeah. I think that that's, um, you just need to realize, like, if you get a quote and you're like, yes, I found this for a great deal. Like, there's a reason. Like, you get what you pay for and, um, you know, don't give anybody any deposits. Don't give anybody any money until mm-hmm. you have a signed contract in place. Yes. So I feel like that's the best advice I can give, like, couples for that are, you know, looking this and doing this, kind of navigating the journey on their own. Well, I didn't know that about transportation. We've come across, usually it's a video where they'll invest, you know, a pretty penny in us and then they're like, a couple months later, oh, I actually do want to add a videographer. And the worst one we've ever worked with, they were like, oh, we got them on a deal for $300 for the entire day. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. that just caused us to have all these problems running in, you know, to that photo- videography team. 
it just caused more problems than the 300 was worth, you know? I get, like, people starting out in their business, like, I'm not even going to tell anybody how much I was charged for my first wedding, like, that I ever did. (laughs) But, I mean, I think it was, like, a bottle of wine and, like, that they paid me and, like, (laughs) oh, so something, you know, so we all are starting out and we're all trying to get business. So there's always going to be that situation. Correct. Um, But you have to realize that's what you're getting into. You're not going to have, you know, Instagram-worthy, you know, photography or videography if, you know, you're paying $300 for someone who's just starting out their business. Yeah. And I will say too, like there have been one-off situations where there have been some people starting off and they got really good product, like a photography or video, but it's always a massive gamble. And do you want to take that kind of gamble on your wedding day. Yeah, it gets, goes back to like what's important to you. If video is really yes. important, then you need to invest and, you know, have something that you feel like is, is a sure thing. Yeah. Well, that that is amazing. And I definitely agree with them. They are on my red flags list <laughs> as well. Um, well, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Today has been just full of information. I hope it's been helpful if you're planning a wedding. And we're going to have to have you back on because this was a lot of fun. I just enjoyed talking with you. Absolutely. It was was fun. (laughs) Uh, But thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to include all of Julie's info in the show notes. So definitely go check out her work. And hopefully you'll have us as your team on your wedding day. Um, We would love to to work more weddings together. We have several actually coming up this fall. So I'm excited. Um, Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you next time on the podcast.